This is KMTT, Kimitzion Tetzei Torah. In this winter semester, we'll be sending out a series of shurim on understanding minhagim, different minhagim of Rabbanim uh, in the last uh, couple of generations, be delivered by Harav Benjamin Tavoy. Today's shiur will discuss the topics of Rosh Chodesh. Before we actually begin Rosh Chodesh, let's discuss the Shabbos Mevarchim. In Halichas Hagrach, this sefer that I've been using about customs of Reb Chaim of Brisk, it mentions that Reb Chaim did not say the tefillah of Yehratzon of Birchas HaChodesh. And his argument was that it is... Consider Tchinos. You're asking for things on Shabbos, and we have a custom that on Shabbos you don't ask for anything. You don't say Tchinos on Shabbos Viyantif. The footnote there suggests that we look up the custom of the Arach HaShulchan in Taf Zayin. If you look that up in Taf Zayin, the Arach HaShulchan in general has a very conservative approach toward Minhagim. But here he says, that the custom of saying Yiratzon seems to be very strange. The idea of it is to ask for a a, a, a uh, uh, all these good things from Shabbos, and he says Who allowed us to say this? He says to me, How could it possibly be that we made up this special tefillah? Now, of course, the tefillah itself, the basic idea of the tefillah is found in the Gemara, but not in connection with Shabbos Mevarachim. It's connected in general with a tefillah that people said in certain, certain, Rav said a tefillah, almost the exact words that we use. And therefore, he said, as a tefillah of Rav, I understand, but how could it be included in the tefillahs of Shabbos? And the Aruch HaShulchan says, interestingly, If I had my way, I would be, I would try to cancel this minig. minig. It's difficult to change a minig which is accepted. Darach HaShulchan, as the Rav, as a Rav of a city, as a Posek, felt that really this minig should be abolished, but he didn't feel that he had the power. Reb Chaim, who was more of an individual person, it's true he was the Rav of Brisk, but he wasn't known as the as the major Posek. In fact, he wasn't the, the Posek even of Brisk. He hired, or they made sure that the, the Kila of Brisk had a a, a Dayan, Reb Simcha Zelig, who was the posik for the city, Reb Chaim personally did not say the Yehiratzon. He didn't change the general custom, but he himself didn't say Yehiratzon. And as we know today, this is the minik of Chabad. The custom is to say just the part afterwards when you announce the 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 Chodesh, the. Sefer of uh, Rabbi Yaakovson, 
Nitiv Bina. Rav Yaakovson was a, a scholar who published a number of volumes about Tzfira that he called um, that he called Nitiv Bina. In his val in his uh, works, he discusses the whole source of saying this tefillah of Yiratzon, and he quotes a source for it from the the Gemara and Bracha stuff Tezayinamabes, where Rav said this tefillah. He also added something that today has become well known. Some used to use the words. Bischus Tfilas Rav. But of course, the Bischus Tfilas Rav was, people thought it was because of the Tfilah that Rav made. Other people thought it was a mistake and should say Bischus Tfilas Rabim. The whole idea of announcing the time for davening for Rosh Chodesh is obviously in order that people should know when Rosh Chodesh will be. In order that people should make sure that they know which day is uh, to say Yalev Yavah, to say Halel, etc. The Rav, Rav Yaakovson and others quoted a famous uh, story in Yerushalmi about Rav Yossi, who said that he always would daven Musaf. He would not daven Musaf unless he knew when it was Rosh Chodesh. Now, it's obvious that he wouldn't daven Musaf if he didn't know it would be Rosh Chodesh. So they interpreted that to mean he wouldn't daven Musaf on Shabbos. Before Shabbos, he had to know the Shabbos, before Shabbos Mavarachim, he wanted, before Shabbos Rosh Chodesh, before the week of Rosh Chodesh, he wanted to know when Rosh Chodesh was. And that apparently is the custom of say, that's the source of the custom to announce Rosh Chodesh. In the Shulchan Aruch, to the best of my knowledge, this custom is, isn't even mentioned. In the beginning of the laws of Rosh Chodesh, the very beginning, the first laws of, of Rosh Chodesh appear in the Shulchan Aruch in Simen Tov Yud Zayin. And the first, the first topic is Hilchas Rosh Chodesh and discusses the laws of Rosh Chodesh. The Mishnah Bura, in the very introduction to Simen Tov Yud Zayin, says there's a minig, an early minig, to make, to announce the Chodesh, Shabbos before Rosh Chodesh. And he said that the reason for it is that people should be aware when Rosh Chodesh and to keep the laws of Chodesh, of Rosh Chodesh. He also mentioned another minig, which I think is very widespread from my personal experience, that people stand up when they say, and he says that would be based on the custom that people used to stand, the best that used to stand for Kiddush HaChodesh. Kiddush HaChodesh was always Mu'umad. There's another custom in connection with Kiddush HaChodesh that I have looked for in the Svam that I generally use. I couldn't find it in Ravbin, in the Tivbina, I couldn't find the Archa Shulchan, I couldn't find the Mishnabura, I looked for others from I couldn't find. The minic of holding the Sefer Torah when you say, when you announce when Rosh Chodesh is. If my memory is correct, 
I think I once heard an explanation for this custom, not the source for the custom, but I heard an explanation for the custom from Rav Soloveitchik. When he discussed one, once the night of Yom Kippur, where we say Kol Nidre, we have a custom that we hold the Sefer Torah. And the Rav explained the source for that particular custom. He said that there are certain things that a community by itself can't do. It's not something that's relegated to one specific community, but it's a concept of Klal Yisrael, of uniting Klal Yisrael. Now we know the famous line of Rabbeinu Sadiqon based on the Pasuk and Chumash when Bnei Yisrael accepted the brachas and the klalos, it says, Hayom azen And Rabbeinu Sadiq Gaon's famous comment is, Einu maseinu umma ela What unifies the Jewish people, what makes us into one cohesive unit, is the fact that we have a Sefer Torah, that we receive the Sefer Torah. The night of Yom Kippur, when we get up to Davin, the Rav spoke, I assume in a homiletic sense, that we daven not just as one community, we daven in the name of Kal Yisrael. Al-Das HaMakam, Baldas HaKal. Not just this Kal, but all Kilos. In order to show the idea that I'm re- representing Kal Yisrael, so you hold the Sefer Torah. Similarly, in the concept of Kiddush HaChodesh or Birchas HaChodesh, the Mishnah in Sanhedrin, the first Mishnah, a very long Mishnah, mentions things that you, for certain things you need three Dayanim, five Dayanim, different amounts of Dayanim, 21 Dayanim, etc., etc. 23 Dayanim. So, one of them that's mentioned in the Mishnah is Kiddush HaChodesh. Rav Soloveitchik, in a very famous Chiddush, explained that there are two halachas of Bezdin. Bezdin sometimes acts as a court. And for that, we say there are different numbers of a court. There's the Bezdin Hagadol. But Bezdin basically works as a Bezdin. A big Bezdin, a small Bezdin, but works as a Bezdin. There are other times when Bezdin does not act in a judicial form as being a Bezdin but rather represents Klai Yisrael. For certain things, certain things cannot be done by one group of people. It must be done by Klai Yisrael. Klai Yisrael is an unwieldy type of mechanism. How are you going to get Klai Yisrael to do something? So this Bezdin Hagadol represents Klai Yisrael. So even though you have a Bezdin of 71, it's not really a Bezdin of 71. It's the Bezdin which stands and represents Klai Yisrael. Kol when we say Birchas HaChodesh in Alon Shvut or wherever it is, whether it be Borough Park, Golden Green, wherever it is, no individual shul has the right, has the capability of getting up and announcing Birchas HaChodesh. Birchas HaChodesh is done by Bezdin HaGadol. So what we say here is we're not doing it as a local community. We're doing it as a representative of Kal Yisrael. What shows that we're representing Kal Yisrael, the meaning of holding a Sefer Torah, that the Sefer Torah unites Am Yisrael, Hayom Hazen Niesel Hashem 
And therefore, the Minig developed that we hold the Sefer Torah when we do Birchas HaChodesh. Now, let's talk about the Tfilos of Rosh Chodesh. One of the main Tfilos, obviously, that we add on Rosh Chodesh is the fact that we say Halil. Now, the Gemara in Rosh Hashanah, in Erechin, Daf Yud, mentions the 18 days a year when we say Halil. The days, of course, are Shvuis, Sukkis, Pesach, only the first day of Pesach, and Chanukah. And altogether, those are 18 days. What about Rosh Chodesh? Rosh Chodesh, we do not say Halil. In a sense, we don't say Halil, but in the other sense, we can say, well, we say Chatzi Halil. The Gemara in Tanis has a whole discussion that a person came to a community and saw they were saying Halil. He was on Rosh Chodesh. He was very disturbed by it. Then when he saw they didn't really say Halil, they said what we call Chatzi Halil, so he felt better because he said it's a minik. Alpidin, you only say Halil on the 18 days. In Chutzar, it's of course, it's 21 days. But on Rosh Chodesh, there's a minute to say Halil, which led to an entire discussion. Do we say a bracha on Halil or not? On one hand, it's only a minute. On the other hand, we make brachas on some minhagim. So the Shulchan Aruch, I'm doing this in a very, very, very big form of summary, rather than go through all the Rishonim. The Shulchan Aruch in Simen Tafchav Beis, Sif Beis, says that you say Halel, and there's one opinion that the community makes a bracha, Tzibor makes a bracha. In the, the regular bracha, the Kroos Halel, that's of course the Minig Ashkenaz, that we always make that bracha. Minig Sfard is that you usually make a bracha, Ligmar Sahalel, but in, since on Rosh Chodesh you, you don't say Ligmar Sahalel, you say Likroos Halel. But you do make that bracha B'Tzibur. However, the Mechaber quotes another opinion, that you don't make a bracha on Halel on Rosh Chodesh. Not B'Tchila, and not B'Sof. Not at all. This is the opinion of the Rambam, and this is the custom of Eretz Israel, according to the way the Mechaber explained. The Ramah added, there are some people who think that a Yachid makes this bracha as well. An individual makes the bracha. That opinion thinks that you do make a bracha in a minute. We know, for example, that according to many people, Yom Tov is considered a minik. The Gemara, of course, says, How seriously do we take the phrase of minik by Yantif? It's a discussion found in Rishonim. But there are some Rishonim who think clearly that, Rosh, that, that Yom Tov is considered a minik, and nevertheless, we make a bracha. But Halal might be a different type of minik, or it could be that Yom Tov is not considered a minik. But anyway, there are people that say you don't make a bracha at all on the minik of Halel. The opinion of the Rambam. But the Ramak said that we, our custom, the Ashkenazi custom, is to make a bracha on Halel. 
we make a bracha on a minig, like we said, that we make a bracha on yantif, on yantif sheni, even though it's a minig. And therefore, this is the custom of our countries. This is what the Rama said. Interestingly enough, Rav Shechter quotes the custom of Rav Soloveitchik. In the book called Nefesh HaRav, Rav Shechter says that when he was young, he used to paskun like the Rambam, not to make any bracha on Chatzri Later on, he paskun like the Ravid, changed his mind, and followed the opinion of the Ravid, that when he was in Sibur, he had a bracha, but not biyachid. Apparently, the bracha was made by every person as long as they were a Sibur. By the way, that's different than the Minik of Labavitch. The Minik of Chabad is that if there's a Sibur, then the individuals do not make a bracha, but the person davening for the Amud makes a bracha and is motzi the other people. This is one of the uh, interesting developments that occurred in in connection with Yom Atzmaut. There are people who say halal with a bracha. There are some people who say halal without a bracha. Obviously, the people who don't say halal at all, but of the people who say halal without a bracha, some want to go to a place, to a shul, where the Baal decided to say halal with a bracha, and they answer amen. So they feel, well, at least if you're supposed to make a bracha, they heard the bracha from the Baal but they themselves didn't make the bracha. We find such an opinion in connection with Hallel on Rosh Chodesh, that you don't make a bracha, but Sibor they do make a bracha. And I said the Rav's custom seems to have been at one time that he said a bracha, but Sibor. Other people just are Yotzei with the Chazan's bracha. Then Rav Shechter continues, when the Rav used to travel by train to New York from Boston, he very often would miss Tefillah B'Tzibor in the morning. So then he cut, he changed his custom. And he used to make a bracha in Chatzli Halel even when he davened by himself, which is the minic, of course, of the Ramah. Rav Shechter, in his second sefer about the Rav, Mipnini Rav, said that when the Rav was older, he had a different custom. He used to follow the opinion of Reb Chaim Valashner, that in Rosh Chodesh, which is a minig, and the machlokas rishonim, if you make a bracha, the Rav would only listen to the chazan, answer amen, and then he would just begin, hallelujah, hallelujah, Hashem, which seems to be what the minig of Chabad is. Many years I thought about this, and I'm aware of the different customs, and I was wondering, is there a possibility to distinguish between the first bracha and the end of Hallel? You see, the first bracha is a birchas ha-mitzvah. Asher kitshanu mitzvah v'tzivanu likra or ligmar on minak sfard on the 18 days they make a bracha ligmar. But whichever it is, that's a birchas ha-mitzvah. You can say, I don't make a birchas ha-mitzvah when it's only a minik. You can't say, asher kitshanu mitzvah v'tzivanu. But the bracha at the end, yahalalucha, I thought, why can't you say that bracha? It's not a birchas ha-mitzvah, it's a birchas ha-shevach. Ya, melech muhullah What would be wrong with saying that? So, I found in that sefer that I've quoted 
today and other times, in the Sefer of Halichas Hagrach, it says there that the Hagrach said that a person could say that there's a difference between the first bracha of Halal and the end. The bracha of Yalalucha is the bracha on the hefts of Halal. On the very fact that I said Halal, a birchas hashavach, but it's not a birchas hamitzvah. At the end, it said, Eino kein de ein lechalik. Reb Chaim thought about it, suggested the possibility, but rejected it. Today, it's very easy to go check, to go check various uh, sources. We shown him that either were not available at the time of Reb Chaim, or that he really did not generally use. But here you found, I found something very interesting quoted in the Sefer that I mentioned before, Netiv Bina of Rav Yaakovson, where he quotes a Machzavitri. Machzavitri says that people make a, the custom of people is to say a brachan Rosh Chodesh, Rashi did not make a bracha. And he quotes as follows. I do not make a bracha, neither in Sibur nor in Yachid. It's only a minute. And it's a minute they don't make a bracha. He quotes, of course, the Gemara in Sukkah about Arava, that when you bang the Arava, you don't make a bracha. Therefore, I don't make a bracha, but I do make a bracha. Baruch this bracha that he made, I've never heard before. It's not the bracha that you said after Hallel. It's a bracha that he said before Hallel. In other words, he did anticipate the issue raised by Reb Chaim, and he said, really, you could not make a bracha Asher Kachanu but nevertheless, you could make a birchas hashavach. The phraseology would have to be different than the bracha shekichanu. But he made this bracha even before saying halal. And of course, he therefore continues ula At the end of halal, he said the regular bracha yalalucha, the one that we have printed in our sidurim. Vulashamati yaser. He said that's all that I heard. So the idea of distinguishing between the first bracha and the second bracha is really found in the Machzor Vitri. Reb Chaim suggested as a possibility, and I always wondered about it, because for the people that do not say a bracha on Halal and Yom Atzma'ut, so I was really wondering, would they be willing to say the bracha at the end, even if they don't say the bracha in the beginning? I thought there was a good reason to say the second bracha, even if you would not be interested in saying the first bracha. Another custom that is found in the Maisim, in the Maserav, is that Vilnagon had a custom of wearing his special Shabbos hat for the night of Rosh Chodesh. In Maserav, number Kufnun Aleph, it says as follows. Be'est filas arvis de Rosh Chodesh, 
Marbim Ketzas Beneros. The Gon used to add more candles for the, when he davened Marv at night. Vulovesh Kova Shabbos Lechvod Rosh Chodesh Shudoraisa. And he put on his special Shabbos hat. Now he doesn't talk about all the Shabbos clothes, but at least he felt since Rosh Chodesh is a Doraisa, somehow it should be treated as a Doraisa. And you should have special clothes. Almost, at least for this hat, like Shabbos. All my life, I had never seen this. I never saw anybody dress up, especially for Shabbos, for Rosh Chodesh, more than they did for weekdays. The past few years in Eretz Israel, especially I can only talk about my local community, I've noticed that many people started wearing clothes that are more reminiscent of Shabbos than of weekdays. In general, um, in Gush, in Yeshiva, you notice that most people, Ramim students, except for the Rav Lichensin, Rav Amital, everybody wears colored shirts during the week. And I really thought it was a nice idea, because that way you distinguish between Shabbos and the rest of the week. Since many people here don't wear suits, don't wear ties, therefore... The idea of Kavit Shabbos shows I wear a white shirt, I look different than I do the rest of the week. And lately, the past few years, I've seen that many of the people started wearing white shirts on Rosh Chodesh. At first, I didn't know the source for it. But it seems from here, that from the Vilna Gon, that there is a, a source of the, of the Gon that really, since Yantif, since Rosh Chodesh is a Daraisa, then it would be proper to dress at least a little differently than you do the rest of the week in order to show that this is a a, a unique day, Daraisa. This would lead me to one more discussion about how to treat Rosh Chodesh differently than other days. In the Shulchan Aruch, in the laws of Rosh Chodesh, one of the laws that somehow... I hardly have thought about, have seen, have read about, is there's a special din in Shulchan Aruch. It's a special sif in Shulchan Aruch. Sif, sif, siman tof yotet. Perhaps this is the shortest simon in the entire Shulchan Aruch. It says, altogether four words. Mitzvah laharbos besulas rosh There's a special mitzvah to eat a special meal to eat more than usual on Rosh Chodesh. The Mishnah has to add, don't think this means that you must eat bread. We paskin that if you forget to say Yala Yavo and benching on Rosh Chodesh, you don't repeat Shemon Esrei. Now, if you really have to eat a full meal with bread, then it would be a chiyuv to say Bechaz Amazon, and you would have had to repeat Shemon Esrei. So the Mishnah says, no, don't make a mistake. You don't have to eat bread. However, you should make sure you have a, a, a decent meal. And he quotes a psikta. shel adam k'tzuvim lo rosh hashanah rosh He said that in the name of the psikta that a person's budget has been predetermined at the beginning of the year with the exception of special money that he spends for 
meals on Rosh Hashanah or meals on Shabbos and Yantif, Chalamid, but he includes Rosh Chodesh. So obviously, there is an idea of having a special meal in Rosh Chodesh. The Aruch HaShulchan has a, a, a discussion, how come we really don't have this custom? I am not aware of people that have a special custom of eating uh, a, a an extra meal of any sort on Rosh Chodesh. So it's interesting how the Aruch HaShulchan says that there are sources in Tanakh that show that there's a special Suda of Rosh Chodesh. For example, or for example, a Pasuk Madua Tolechet Elav Hayom Lo Chodesh V'Lo Shabbat. Apparently the custom was to get together for Rosh Chodesh, not just for Yom Tov. And of course, perhaps the classic example is that famous meal where David HaMelech was actually absent and the there was a Suda made with Shaul, Yonatan, and they actually made the Suda, it seems, both days. It says, So they really had a, a special meal both days of Rosh Chodesh. And they called it that David should have come. And David's response, or the response that was given to Shaul, was that David had to go, because he's going to his family. So it seems really there was a custom of having a meal in Rosh Chodesh. So the Aruch HaShulchan says, I don't know why we really don't do it, but it's true it's not found in our Gemara. It's only found in the Psikta. It's not found in the Bavli at all. But but really, you know what? We should do it. Nachon lachush What should we do? We're in difficult times, and therefore we somehow we just don't do it. However, the people who are more meticulous should be careful at least to add some specific meal, some specific food, especially for Rosh Chodesh. On Shabbos Rosh Chodesh, you should certainly add a certain uh, special food for Rosh Chodesh. If I'm not mistaken, and I'm sure there are people who know this better than I, when I was younger I heard that in Rav Hutner, the Rosh Hashiva of Chaim Berlin, used to make a special Sudas Rosh Chodesh, and he would call it Sudas Yonasan. Sudas Yonasan, of course, in the meal that Yonasan spoke to uh, his father about the absence of David HaMelech, who was not a Melech at that time. But Bechol Mikre, I heard there were people who did make a, a Suda for Rosh Chodesh. In Yeshivat HaRetzion, I think that it's developed the last couple of years also that on Rosh Chodesh, they always make sure they have a, a, a one of the better meals that they usually have. They have always something special on Rosh Chodesh that make, marks it as a little bit above the daily meal in the yeshiva. Sudas Rosh Chodesh seems to be a real minig that somehow has become sort of forgotten throughout the generations.